0: Oh yes, it's been a while. It's been a while since Jeremy Booth the general manager and okay. I were on extra bases with Bristol and Booth. Jeremy, where did you have this picture stored? And in my in my phone. This to me was like one of the best things, one of the best ideas I had come up with for Sports Extra. But yet I feel it was a bit I was kind of rethinking that decision after you posted it.
1: Well, I don't know. I like it. I think it was pretty good. It's got uh, has has a lot of character to it. Now this is 2022, and I believe that was 2019. So it's been a couple of years now. Um, You know, but it's one of our better one of the better pictures that we that you know we had. Great idea. Here's another one. It's in my phone. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember that. That was in the newsroom. Um, Yep. And let's see. There's one more in here to the was absolutely classic from the World Series that I saw earlier.
0: Jeremy changes his avatar more than a 16-year-old girl trying to okay. get a, a modeling contract.
1: Look at that. Look at that! You and me, right there. <laughs> How perfect are those faces? That's awesome. <laughs> we're sitting outside, and we're like
0: Scherzer. So now that we're roughly 24 hours away from Major League Baseball and the players announcing that there is no deal that the first week or so of the season has been canceled. Has anything surprised you regarding the reactions we're seeing on social media and from either the players or the league?
1: You know, no. The only thing that has surprised me is I saw that the basketball, the NBA, NBPA, right, uh, came out and, and supported and basketball players, supported their, quote, their brothers in the Players Association with the MLBPA. I don't know that I've seen too much of that before. That was pretty unique. And, and, and that's something that I think, um, you know, when you talk about damage to the game and you talk about who's responsible, you talk about public opinion, you know, different than 1994 when this we hit this low point in the game, right, different than then you now have something where it's pretty unanimous that this is on the owners, you know, it's pretty unanimous. This wasn't something that, you know, where before it was kind of like a difference of opinion or it was players spoiled babies or any number of things you could say. This is pretty unanimous, even to the point where other leagues think they have a chance to say something. Now look, at the same time, baseball has an antitrust exemption. These other leagues don't have, and baseball has a lot of things as far as being able to create a legal monopoly, these other leagues don't have. Um, they do things like, you know, put profits under food and beverage companies that they have that all funnel up to, you know, like the Braves did. You know, not the, not the Braves. Somebody else did this. So food and beverage profits, and it's under X, and then you know the money still gets paid, you know, paid to the Braves. You know how I know they do that, Jason? This is going to be really, this is really good good information here, right? I know they do that because I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I got some brain cells, and the smartest guy in the room. And we got a bunch of different entities that do a bunch of different things. And all of it's owned by a parent company. So technically, yeah, this made this and that made that and that made that. But it's all flowed to the same group. So that's just business 101. I mean, that's not even that tough to figure out. And the players are aware and the players are very smart. It's a different generation of, of um of, of uh, major league baseball players. And, and they are starting to take seriously what the ones who went before them did. And this is where they are. So no, I, I don't have any uh, surprises out there. I think that it's again,
0: unanimous that the owners are at fault and that's pretty unique. See, I am surprised by the amount of comments I see. For example, comments under the story or a story about how Lance McCullers his since deleted tweet saying that the owners created the issues here, that they've been lying. And I'm just surprised by some of the comments from fans going after the players. And it's easy, right? Because they see the salaries and they see tens of millions of dollars to be playing a kid's game and how lucky you are and, you know, come work a real job. Jeff, Jeff passing from ESPN, I think really laid it out beautifully with this take the next 1,200 baseball players in the world and put them into Major League Baseball, take the first 1,200 out, and the game would be remarkably different, much worse. And if you take the next 30, take remove the 30 owners from baseball and then put 30 other businessmen or business people, business leaders as owners, game might actually be better. I, uh, I really agree with the second one. You know, I, I think
1: that these owners, and, and this is a blanket statement, it's not singling anyone out. Um, I think these owners have done a terrible job of, of, under, of putting the wrong people in power, of listening to the wrong people as far as how the game's going to be uh, run, how it's going to be evaluated. I mean, they, they could not have done a worse job in who they selected to lead these teams and guide them on what they're doing. Um, what I mean by that is that this all comes down to player worth right? It all comes down to, to how we're valuing people. It all comes down to, um, you know, fair share of the dollar, you know, and, and in business, it, it doesn't hurt. It's not wrong for anybody to try to get as much as they can out of those dollars. That's part of negotiations. But at the end of the day, treating the players and treating really everybody else in the stadiums like they have um, and, and having such disdain for the fans, regardless of what they say, just Disdain for the people that are coming to the ballpark every day and making all this possible um, is 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 un- you know what? Outside of the very start of this thing, it's probably unprecedented. Right now, that said, the fans that have a chance to have been very very tough in some ways. I guess I just ignore that, you know, because I I understand. Well, look, I mean, I'm the bitter X scout, right? I'm the bitter. Ex- I'm so salty. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, Morton Salt, they redid their, um, uh, their packaging. It was a picture of me on the front. You know I mean? That's how we did it. And I, I, don't, I don't understand, you know, what, why these guys have such the feelings that they do. But at the same time, fans, some fans have a tendency to feel that they own the players. That because they're, it's their team and they're pulling for their team and they're supporting their team, that they own the players' time. They own the players' day, day-to-day. Uh, that, you know, the players have to do what they want them to do and they think it's their unalienable right because they buy a ticket to go to, to, at this point, and I have heard this be abusive and that's not the case. You don't get to abuse people because you have greater access. If anything, you should enjoy the fact these players take their time to communicate with you on social media or face-to-face because you're such a strong fan of your team, right? Take that time to connect, identify and be supportive instead of being, lack of a better way put it, such, such jerks about things.
0: I mean, here's some of the comments. Quit lying all you rich players. You love the money more so if you don't like it, quit and find another job. This wimp needs to put the blame where it belongs on him and the other players. That's why, then why do you keep asking for more money? Just do it for fun and give the fans a chance to enjoy the game. Funny, he deactivates his Twitter because he doesn't want to hear or read the fallout of his statement. Weak, fragile little man, same way he couldn't nut up and pitch in the World Series, which is actually ridiculous. Because wait, wait, wait a minute. Because Turn we have out. since because we have since learned, as Lance did an interview with a, an, an aspiring broadcaster in the area, that basically his tendon was torn off the bone. I think that's what he said. So I just, it boggles my mind. Like all of us, for the most part, Jeremy, are labor. All of us are labor. And yes, those guys, most of us, most of, those guys are labor as well. And there have been a couple of players who have said, listen, yes, we make a lot of money, but we're labor just like you. And it is, again, I, it just boggles my mind about how, and I know it's easy because these guys are playing a kid's game and, 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 and they're the ones that are out in front. It's not the owners. So they're going to take a lot of brunt. They're going to take uh, the brunt of a lot of this. But I'm just really surprised, given, given that fans now are probably more knowledgeable than they ever have been, that there are so many siding, um, so many takes like this. Now, my guess is those are more fair weather fans. But again, um, I'm just I'm just that that is something that has surprised me.
1: I just I think those guys, those fans are are bitter. I think they're upset. Um, I think they like to yell at people for things. I mean, I, I think that um, again, feeling like because you buy a ticket, you have the ability to heap abuse on somebody. Now, let's talk about any profession in the planet. Let's talk about mine. Let's talk about yours. Let's talk about being a, a postal worker. Let's talk about being an attorney. Let's talk about any pick one. Right, there's a market value for different levels of career different levels of achievement and there's a market value for experience and time and then just an industry standard in the first place and no two are the same like there's no two that are the same and so if somebody is going to be i don't know let's say somebody is going to be an uber driver for argument's sake okay or a a taxi
0: driver people aren't People aren't going on Brad Pitt's Facebook page and screaming and yelling at him because he made $21 million for a picture. It's just not happening.
1: I did it. I yelled at him because he fired Art How. I got pissed. I didn't understand oh, okay. why you know, Art How got
0: fired. And that was a and bad example. Denzel yeah. Washington. Not on fire. And here's another um, thing that I'm surprised by, Jeremy, is that you've got um, some of our minor league teams now. Sugarland, the Space Cowboys. We're excited to announce to our fans that our inaugural season will start on time with an April 5th road game against the River Cats. The Corpus Christi Hooks doing the same thing. We will start on time. Um, I'm also surprised by that as well. That the minor league teams um, are going out of their way to say it's 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 just them. It's not us. Considering that you know, Major League Baseball has. Um, taken over the minor leagues, if you will.
1: Control, yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like they're doing that because they have, a cap, they have a chance to capitalize on some fan interest that's not there. But that said, people that don't go to AAA games aren't going to start. That's not the way it works, you know. People that go to A games are just not going to start. So um, those fan bases are going to be what they are anyway. Uh, no one's going to miss the Corpus Christi hooks to watch the Astros on TV in Corpus Christi. It's not going to happen. They're going to go to the hooks game, and they're going to go, you know, and they'll watch the highlights later. So, you know, it, I understand why they're doing it. Um, minor league baseball and, and major league baseball as a whole, is just a very interesting and different time, you know, and the, it's just kind of goes hand in hand with the times we're living in today as, as a whole. Right. I mean, politically, you got what's going on. You've got a, a we're, at, we're coming out of a pandemic, which is now an endemic. Now you've got something going on in Europe. That's a pretty big skirmish. And now we've got the lockout. Like, I mean, you know, we got so, and, and so many things are happening now. It's just such an interesting time and all these different places to, to do it. I, w- I would think the owners would care and, and, and there is a point they're going to care, Jason. There is a point they're going to care. And I, and I know what that point is. I know what that point is. It's going, to, it's going to happen. There's a point they're going to care, and they're going to want this to end. And the players just might go ahead and hold it off a little bit longer to teach them a lesson. And you know what? If you're a fan, you should be pulling for that. You should be pulling against it. You need to expand on that.
0: What do you mean there's a um, the point? What would the point be? point
1: in baseball. Okay, so let's go back to 2020, year one of the pandemic, pandemic, okay? Spring training stops, we play 60 games, players and and owners go back and forth with salaries, no fans in the stands, a lot of marketing contracts didn't get paid out. The owners didn't necessarily lose, I mean, I'm sure they lost some money, everybody lost some money, but the owners didn't necessarily lose money, like they say they did, they lost projected profits, right? They lost what that was going to be, um, salary cuts were had across organizations. A lot of people downsize and they do what they had to do to get by. Um, and I say, get by loosely here. You are in 2022. Yeah. 2021, which was mostly a year. First of all, there wasn't a chance to do any of what they're doing right now, but it was a year where everything was mostly back. Fans were back in the stands. They had a full year of baseball. Okay. Now you're in 2022. You have a CBA that expires. You know, you can build on 2021. You know, you can you know, you can see how things go on t- after 2021 as far as what your projections are for this year. You fighting for expanded playoffs, you're going to get some at least two more teams, which I think is awful. They should go the other way, go to eight teams. But, you know, they're at 12. Here's where this gets interesting. The owners have a have a point in the season where even with all the money they're saving on salaries, workers, Uh, you know, people working the concession stands, ticket booths, I mean, you know, whatever they're paying for, Uh, electricity, I mean, all these things they're saving on, right? They have a point in the season where they're going to start losing money. And that's at roughly 140 games, 142, 138, maybe 135, roughly in that ballpark. The owners can afford to miss spring training, have none of those costs, right? And turn around and miss three weeks of the season before it starts hurting. That's when marketing money kicks in. That's when TV money goes the other way. They're, they need to kind of punt this thing down the road to start right after about April 15th. If they can get those back without those salaries and they start spring training, let's say in March, uh, I don't know, 17, and they train for three and a half weeks and they go straight into the games, they don't care. They've got that money back. The Spring training revenue is nothing what it's like in the season. They've got that money back and then they're inching themselves back to where they're going. And if I'm the players, since I know this ownership group, and specifically the commissioner who, by the way, works for the owners, and Major League Baseball as a whole, has been bent on control in the amateur space, in the international space, and I'm going to tell you firsthand that I am absolutely certain from experience that what is going on in some branches of the governing body, not everybody, some branch of the governing body is is wholly bent on control because they think of revenue, all right? So if you're looking at MLB as a whole and you see what some of the ways that I've, and I struggle with this because there's really some good people in the offices, there really are, um, who have been great to me and who have been great to people around them and are more interested in doing the right thing for the game and they know who they are if they hear this. Um, There's some other people who just aren't that MLB is involved with. And that I'm going to say. And because that's a, a flow when it comes back around, um, the reality is the control they try to, try to get is what they're trying to do now. And if I was the players, i teach them a lesson. I teach them a lesson. If, if the deal wasn't going to be anything better than what it was going to get and you get my guys back on the field, that's a decision Tony Clark's going to have to make. But if it's me and I'm Scherzer and I'm the other guys, I'm bringing everybody together and I can't say, look, this is their point they start to hurt. You want to go ahead and get the deal that we want to go ahead and get? They're trying to bust our union up. Let's wait till after this point. We're the ones that fans want to see. Let's go out there and we'll be open. We're going to go ahead and take care of the fans. But this has to stop. These guys that are making us feel, are paying us in this, and use Brad Pitt as an example, as a movie. Every night in the major league stadium is a movie. It's a movie every single night. And if you're going to a major league ballpark and you, can, you don't understand this, don't go. Like, stop going. So players deserve to be paid the, uh, their fair share of the dollar for being the attraction you're going to see. Um,
0: and, and that's what this is about, just like any other industry. So just to be clear, you believe that the owners and major league baseball needs around 140 games to be played, to be profitable or to let me, to meet the projected revenue or the expected revenue before they start losing money in their, in their terms. That's, that's the number Yeah,
1: somewhere in that ballpark.
0: And, and, and I think again, that's all it's, it's relative, you know, to each club. Um, But as a whole, that's number. And really what you're talking about was what Baseball America reported on was the one baseball plan that that basically Major League Baseball would be the top of or it would be an umbrella and Major League Baseball would be at the very top and it would cover all of that. And I see what they've done with the minor leagues and we've all seen what they've done with the minor leagues. And if you don't think that that's part of their plan, shame on you. Shame on you. Let's go with that. That was well said. Hey, while we've got a few minutes left, I pulled up. (laughs) While we have a few minutes left, I pulled up an old scouting report from 2013. And we'll get through this one quickly. An outfielder drafted in the first round. Um, It's interesting. You had him in the first round as well. I'm going to give you the comp, and let's see if you can get it. Rusty Greer, Billy McKinney. Yes, man, you're good. Remember but that. really, with Billy McKinney at the major league level, plate discipline has been a huge issue. Yeah, I did
1: not. I, I look. That's what. Remember, we talked about respect reports. Somebody was going to take him in, in pretty, well, pretty good, and he did. I think it was Oakland took him pretty good. And I have a ton of respect for Armand Brown, the guy that signed him. Um, You know, he's such a good scout. Billy McKinney wasn't something that I really wanted. I didn't fight for him. You put him on your list and you just kind of go, I get it. I see it. Let's go from there. Um, You know, watching him in high school games, he took his walks. He took pitches just off the plate. didn't chase much. You know, he doesn't go in the first round if he does. Once he got out, though, there was something going on that probably nobody saw, hence the need for better, um, deeper insights into that stuff. You know, and he hasn't performed. But um, Billy McKinney had had the tools, the ability to hit. I didn't think it was an impact bad. I thought it was – Rusty Greer was a very solid and very good player, and that was what I thought Billy's uh, ceiling
0: was. And I think um, overall, best-case scenario, Rusty Greer was a pretty good one. Well, I appreciate that. I from time to
1: time, I, I get a good, I get a comp out there, right?
0: Once in a while, once in a while. Okay, All right, no Jeremy. Way. Um, it's been a while, but it's good that we're back, and hopefully, we'll be back more in a a regular fashion. So this for, is oh, go ahead. Right? I didn't this, know if you this had is, something this to is, add.
1: This is our time. This is our time every year where we're. You know, it's a little bit slower. I got to get myself going for the year. I'm kind of ramping back up. You know, and I got some projects that are coming out down the pike here in a little bit that I've been working on. I got another company that's coming out. I got how about that. Yeah, it's coming out. Right. We've talked about that. That's, that's right here. I've got um, I believe there might be some written word that's coming out at some point. Some lengthy written word. Nice to be here in the next couple of months. And, you know, of course, I get to spend, uh, you know, I got uh, the series and the international side. It's, it's just, this is the time that I get that rolling, right? We got scout school, that's it's almost completed. Um, we're in, I do this, I do all of this, Jason, all of this, so I can clear a baseball season with you every single day. That's what I do.
0: And now that, and I'm, huh? And that's why we love you. They're turning off the lights on me, Jeremy. So I think that that is is the cue, that that's another addition. That's a wrap on Extra (laughs) Bases with Bristol and Booth. Night.